Okay, we're live. Welcome back to another channel, or welcome back. I feel like I watch too much YouTube. Welcome back to another episode of Local X Local with your host Shahed and my co-host for today, Anya. Hi, guys. Uh, today we have a really uh, special episode with two guests. They're sisters. They're a power duo. They're uh, super inspiring and passionate, and and we stand them. So um, we're just gonna wait for them to request to join our live. But without further ado, we are going to be interviewing Dana Zabari and Hala Zabari. The co-founders of True Active, and if you don't know True Active, it's Bahrain's leading uh, sportswear active lifestyle brand, and it's not basic. It's really cool. It's uh, it's got. We're gonna we'll dive deep and ask them all about it. But if you are um, interested in supporting a local fashion brand or uh, you know like a something cool to be active in. Check out True Active BH on Instagram and their website. Um, so we're just going to wait. If you guys do know Dana and Hala and want to ask them a few questions, comment down below, right? Yep, for sure. I am super excited because True Active is such an interesting brand. Its designs are so pretty. Yeah. And I've always wanted to have a word with the designers and we're getting to talk to them. So I know. I'm super excited I'm dying for to them. talk to them. Uh, we're just going to wait. And Did I mention? Oh, that's it. Request to... I see the request. We're just waiting for Dana and Hala to join. Um, thanks for following along, guys. Again, if you have any comments or questions um, down below. Dana is here. Yes, Dana is here. We're just waiting to connect with her. Uh, one moment, please. While we wait, we'll read some comments. Yeah, Anya? Yes, it's True Active saying hi. Hi, waiting for you, Dana and Hala. We requested. Alrighty. Technology can be. I um. Oh, you know what? I accepted Dana's request but I'm going to scroll up and get true active requests right now. We love a good live technical difficulty. Um, if you guys can request again, sorry, I think um, we lost it. Oh, what is this? Go live with. Yep, true active. Oh, I found it. Woohoo! Thanks, guys, for your patience. Connection. I'm going live. Hi. Thanks for joining. We're like, we're like, it's like, it's really not Corona friendly in the tiny screen that we have. I know. I had to take my mask off, but we can't. We can't go like this, right? It would just be awkward. Hey, if we if we want to, yeah, I think we can do that. I think it's the same. We'll just push our camera a little bit. Back we'll move a bit back as well, like that. <laughs> Saturday. Did you guys go for a run? Do anything active? Yeah, I mean, sorry, I don't know. I just <laughs> just just put it on on you for now. <laughs> just yes, tell us the Dana show has begun. <laughs> I would like to. Wait, wait, I'm making something here. She's, she's going to make my microphone. Oops. Oh, because it's the Dana show and Hanuta likes to create. Oh, okay, there we go. I'm just living in her world. That is Today, crazy. Dana started her day at 5 a.m. Actually, um, I'm very active on the weekends. I tend to go paddleboarding. I do sunrise paddleboarding, even though it's Hanuta's paddleboard. Thank you, Hanuta, for letting me use your paddleboard. Um, I, this morning I woke up at five, I met up with a few girls, I ran seven kilometers, and then I ran with the lettuce runners another three kilometers, and then after that we went swimming. So I did a total of 10 kilometer run with a 500 meter swim. 
Wow. What a way to start the day. So <laughs> nice. I start my day on at five. So that's my... Is that normal? Is that normal for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? For the weekends? And yeah. Like, I enjoy training. But even like during the week? I do wake up quite early just because I like to be organized and I like to bang out my training in the morning before I start my day. And that's basically how I do things. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna include Halila back in the video. <laughs> Halila, how about you? When do you start your mornings? Uh, I actually start my mornings just as early, around like 6.30, okay. but I'm not as active as my sister. I more choose like one or two hours in my day to focus on an activity. And yes. I just, I, I'm more active for mental health rather than physical health because okay. I'm sat down on a computer like most of the day. And as you can imagine, just staring at a screen day after day, like your body just starts to get more tired. And before you know it, it's like five days later and you're like, why do I feel sleepy all the time? Why am I getting these headaches? And it's because I'm not have like, I didn't do anything active in like the last two days or something like that. The girls seem to agree with you. I guess they, they stare <laughs> yeah. at, at, at the computer screen a lot. The scroll is real. Yeah, meditation is important. I'm, I'm also trying to like get inspired by Donna and like wake up at five. Literally every morning I try to set up my alarm for five or six, but I haven't gone there yet. I do want to though. <laughs> I have a tip for that. So I have a Lumi lamp that lights up uh, five minutes before my alarm actually goes off. Now, sometimes I set it and then I'll go and I'll open the curtains as soon as it rings if I do want to snooze and then the light from outside actually just wakes me up a little bit more naturally i might get up at seven instead of six thirty, but i'll be up it's better than staying in a dark room where do you get a lumi light from i've had it since college i think i just ordered it on amazon okay. amazon's our new best friend yeah um so i wanted to talk to you guys about true active i i really want to hear about the the sister duo behind True Active, I know, we know that you guys started in 2015 and it has something to do with your dad's calligraphy and Hella's uh, design background and of course Dana's active, it's like kind of like a, it just all combined in like this nice little, you know, package. Yeah. yeah. So what made you guys want to start doing that? Hello, I think you should answer that since you're very <laughs> passionate about it. So my sister, as you know, is an athlete and um, I studied fashion in college. And before I graduated, I was already making her customize tri-suits, uh, swimwear, uh, sports bras for her oh. to do races. Yeah, I would have my name on it. I would have her name on it. And um, it, I, I used to love doing things that are like customizable. Unfortunately, it's just not efficient because it's very tailored to a person. Um, so after I graduated, when I moved back, I still wanted to work in activewear and, um, I didn't really find, I didn't think I wanted to go into graphic design or that sort of branding job lifestyle just yet. I wanted to stay in fashion and I didn't feel like I had that many opportunities here, um, that I could just jump straight into and the opportunity presented itself when my sister, um, uh, I think re resigned from your job or no, I was still working. So oh, basic basically what happened was I told her, I was like, listen, you love doing sportswear. I love playing. I mean, I like, yeah. you know, I like wearing sportswear. So I told her if the whole thing that's holding you back is just funding. I, I, I mean, I, I was a banker for 10 odd years. So I told her, listen, I will fund you fully just do what you need to do to make it happen. So Haluru really is, sorry, your name is, her name is Hala, but she's eight years younger than me. I know, I know, it doesn't show, but, no. but it doesn't here show. we go. Someone's been drinking the lie serum. <laughs> All right, but I told her, I was like, listen, if it's the, the one thing that's holding you back is funding, I'll fund you fully just do it because i think what we could create is so amazing and we did we did create something yeah. amazing 
and there was such a big following. I mean, the first year that we launched, we did really well. We had a whole lot of support. And keep in mind, it's like her designs, my dad's calligraphy, and it's my network. Because as much as, you know, you have great designs, it's having that network of friends, people in the support system, community. Yeah, so I'm involved with the community while she's involved in the design work. So we were just like a power couple. Yes. <laughs> we're basically beauty and brains. Donna also likes socializing with people while I like to hide where our leggings are in the stall. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually go and hide. I'll be like, I can't, I can't. She's like, can you just answer these emails, please? <laughs> so it's, it's quite easy for us to divide job roles because, yes. um, you know, we have our strengths and it's easy. Like nobody feels like they're doing something that they don't want to do. Exactly. Do you guys feel like you got a lot of orders in during quarantine? Like when everyone was like, oh, we have so much time to like work out, cycle, yeah. really? Online shopping was our new best friend. Like, because before people would be like, you know what, I'll just go to the mall and walk around. And then it's like, and lots of people didn't have their online businesses set up. I'm so sorry, my dog is eating my shoes. I, I agree with Donna. I feel like Corona has made people transition into online sales forcefully because they didn't have that opportunity to go out to the store and try things on. A lot of stores were also not doing exchanges and refunds. So that was also an issue. And um, we had a system for, for our stock and how we would go through like the restock process. And it really, it helped our customers start to get used to online shopping. Mm -hmm. And that is our platform. A lot of people ask us, where is your store? How can we? And um, I was just reconnecting. Yeah, how can we buy your stuff? And we'd say we're an online platform. And they're like, okay. And then and like, but, where, what, what, but, where's where? your, but where's your store? No, or where can we try it on? And I tell them we have a full refund, uh, you know, a policy we can exchange. So just try it on. If it doesn't fit, you know, we will reach out to you. We'll exchange it for you. It's no big deal. If you aren't happy with the product at all, we will give you your money back. We try to uh, instill very high customer service just because I feel you know, when you are running a business, I always tell people I'm not having a one night stand. I am having a marriage with my customers. So I don't want to bamboozle you or say anything that I want to say and then buy the product and then I disappear. No, I want to have a lasting relationship with you. I want you to buy from us 10 years down the line, two years yes. down the line. I want you to recommend us to your friends. If, yeah. If it's, you feel you've been gypped. It's more, it's more about leaving your customer with a happy experience versus, oh, I made my money. Now I can just close shop and move yeah. on to another customer. Exactly. And speaking of which, uh, people ask you if you're going to have your own store. Is that something in the future that you guys are thinking about? We, we like to do pop-ups just so that, because we have... Um, quite a network of customers and the sizes do change per product. We do try to keep it as consistent as possible, but with every new fabric we use, there's always going to be slight adjustments to the sizes. Mm. So we choose like one week in the year. We've never done more than two pop-ups. We used to do markets, but now it's just, we have too many things in our collection and people always want what you don't have. <laughs> And yes. so, and we have like, we, when we first started, we only had four sizes and now I think we have six or seven. Yeah. So that times products is just a lot to, to kind of maintain. So we like to do pop-ups. It's a great way for people to come in, purchase their stuff, know their size. And then when they want to order from us later on in the year, they, they can, can, they can just do it online with no problem. That's so cool, guys, because I think you're also looking at your brand the way you look at other brands, you know? So the whole uh, customer service relationship that you want to provide, it makes so much sense because yeah. you're putting yourself in other people's shoes. But I want to take you guys back in time a little bit and ask you, were you always sporty growing up? What influenced you guys to be so sporty till date? I think you should answer this one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you. I've loved sports since I was a kid. 
uh, I even have uh, photos of me when I was in KG where I would actually get first or second place and like, you know, the rugged, the, 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 potato, the sack potato sack race because I yes. used to just jump faster than all the other kids. Um, I've started running since I was 11 years old. On a national level, I started competing when I was 12, 13 years old. And I started traveling internationally on a, um, a G Amina, uh, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Amina, because I used, to, I used to compete with like North Africa, all of the Middle East kind of thing, but American schools. Um, that started when I was 13, 14 years old. And that was like every year we used to travel, we used to compete. I also, other than running, I also did volleyball in college as well as middle school and high school. I'm really good at playing volleyball as well, even though it's something that I can't like get people to do because you need six <laughs> on each side. <laughs> Having done it as my sister, I also followed in her footsteps and I also played sports in high school. And, but when I was around 16, 17 years old, I gravitated towards the arts more and I was more in theater, art, you know, music. And I actually went to a fashion college and that's when I rekindled my flame with sports because I joined the cheerleading federation. And then I continued on in the sports federation. I also set up volleyball at my college and I played for women's football and I was part of the sports federation like for the next six years while I was there. So it kind of just stayed within our family yeah. like growing up. All right. Uh, Hala, I wanted to ask you since you went to the University of Arts in London, um, what made you want to come back to Bahrain and like put this as your roots? Um, so one of the hardest things I think being an international student in the UK is it's the job field, especially in the industry that I'm in. Um, they don't really, it's not that they don't pay well, but a lot of people do work for like under minimum wage or, you know, they're always doing internships. And so the, the idea of sponsoring an international student when you can get like locals to, work for free and have a high turnaround is not really attractive. Um, and as specialized as I could be, if I could say like, oh, I speak Arabic, I speak English, you know, I do this, I do that. They still need to go through an interview process with somebody who's like, I speak French, I speak Italian, you know, it's like, it's just a lot more competitive. And even though I actually, we grew up in Kuwait, so I only spent two of two years in Bahrain before I went to college. Yeah. And then I was in college from 2009 till 2014, because I did a placement year and I did a foundation year. So I had like some extra time. Um, so Bahrain, um, but it still didn't feel like home. I was always going to be temporary. And I knew that if I came back to Bahrain and brought what I learned in college here, I could do a lot more with it. And I'm closer to my family. Um, I just, I, because I didn't grow up here fully, I feel like it's still a new avenue for me to like explore. So yeah, okay. that and the visa. <laughs> visa, yeah. yeah. They, the time that I left university, they had really uh, locked down on the visa regulations in the UK. So they were really sending all the students home uh, yes. before you can at least work in the field of, that for you studied year. in for a year. And that's why I took advantage of my placement year. Um, it was offered on my course to do it and you would get a certification for like professional development. And then I could go on and finish my course. It's like a sandwich year. And I took that opportunity to see if I even want to work and live in the UK. It's very difficult. It's very expensive. Um, you know, time, you can't really take a lot of time off. It's cold. It's cold. So there were a lot of cons to working in the UK other than, oh, I don't live in Bahrain. Right. Yeah. I personally uh, told her, you know, don't live there. Come live in our country and let's yeah. work together. Why are you wasting your time over there? When you can waste your time over here. Yeah, <laughs> and 
<laughs> she just she she just wanted me back home. I did. She I wanted did. someone to boss around. <laughs> and do you guys uh, live close? Sorry, can you repeat, can you repeat that? that? Can you repeat that? We can't hear you. There's a, there's a lag in the audio. Did it go on silent? I don't know. I can't hear her. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Lily. Thank you, my love. Hi guys, welcome back. Sorry of our technical difficulties. We uh, we tend to go through that at local local over here. Um, we're such a technical difficulty kind of crew. Um, but anyway, thanks for joining again, and we're going live right now. Um, thanks for standing by, everyone. Hi guys, sorry. Hi. <laughs> it, was all, it was from our end. Um, it's okay, we couldn't hear you, so. It, yeah, it just, we couldn't. Um, I really like your background. What's, uh, what's that door? It's our door. It's the doors to Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous. Is that Thank like- Thank you. It's, uh, my, my parents actually love collecting antiques, so this is an antique I've had in our house since we were teenagers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, since I was a teenager, Hanina was eight. <laughs> <laughs> it makes such a good backdrop. It's so it. pretty, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so lucky that I moved out first. I get first dibs <laughs> on all antiques in the house. Sorry, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got That's an eight-year head start. Great. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why you're, you're comparing it to me. I'm the last child. There's a middle sister that you, you robbed. <laughs> of this joy she's in too. portugal she doesn't get to have any first dibs on anything i didn't know you guys had a, a middle sibling so we have a secret sister we always have this joke because she actually hates social media and she's like the opposite of me and hindu so she's an introvert and she actually doesn't like meeting people and doesn't want to be photographed or anything which is like our complete opposite so we always call her our secret sister so even when we post about her on our social media, we actually put an emoji on her face. <laughs> and people are just always dying to know what she looks like. And she looks so She doesn't want different. to be added. I love that. Like it's so like a little inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> you we didn't hear the last question you asked yeah. before we got disconnected. Um I was wondering if you guys live close to each other. Like we are you guys Yeah. We I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose to live anywhere other than like one kilometer away from Hindulu. I. I. It's actually one point five kilometers. I. <laughs> me and, I make our intern. Hi, Aisha. I know you're watching. <laughs> I make her walk with me to Donna's, and then we take like a thirty-minute break at Donna's house, and then walk back. They have a refreshment. It's so cute. So like most of your day, you guys with each other. We do. You would, you would think that. I think Dan is so busy nowadays that like I have to come here in order to see her before to come to the office. Yeah. And now she's too good. Right. There are times where I leave the office and she still calls me for 10 hours about everything in her life. She has Dude. separation anxiety. Other than my pets, my sister also has separation anxiety from me. Thanks, Donna. Thanks for sharing that intimate detail about my <laughs> life online. Sorry. Hello, I wanted to ask you about um, 
Bahrain Animal Rescues, your involvement yeah. there. And yeah. have you guys adopted any uh, pets from there? Uh, no, I had three. So all three of my cats are rescues. Uh, but I met Bahrain Rescues in 2018. I think so. Yeah. So I met Bahrain Rescues in, in um, it was the launch. It's the launch of our, our okay. collection. So I don't, I, I don't remember exactly when I met Mushta, but my sister does because she absolutely <laughs> adores Mushta. So I met Mujda for the first time, I think in 2018, for our first pop-up, we had a press dinner, and that's when I met Mujda for the first time. Fast forward to October 2018, I was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and people kept telling me like, oh, are you doing this for a cause? Like, what are you doing this for? And I was actually just doing it for myself and I had already bought all my equipment and paid for my flights and my, the, the, the trip. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use this opportunity to raise money for Bahrain Rescues. Um, that way all the money isn't going towards my kit and my training, it's going straight to them. And that was the first time we did a campaign with them. It was called I Give a Wolf. And it was something that we continued on doing in May 2008, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in May 2019, um, it was the I Give a Wolf Walk, and it was raising money to help them build their now shelter. Um, it's still a work in progress, but it's completely changed. changed. official charity work with them I'm just raising money for supplies and I do like weekly runs so if they need more food if they need kitty litter and it's more like small like the small things that add up that I want to like help them with um, I also help build their website which will maybe push people to like be able to see the, the animals more often and go through them rather than go through Instagram. It might just be an easier way to navigate, 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 navigate through, profile. through their profile. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really love animals. So I always try to do um, the best I can. Um, there's also an account called Save, Ca Save Cats Stay. Bahrain or Save Bahraini cats, Bahrain or... Cats. I need to find their Instagram. They're also looking for like food donations and things like that. So I'm just trying to do like as much as I can. I really love animals. She does. I think because we really need like so much help in Bahrain. There's such a big stray problem. And yeah. Dumping. And yeah, if you if you have a look at Bahrain rescues, all their animals are Persians. And so it's like. And even purebred dogs. Yeah. Like Rottweilers, Huskies, Huskies, Salukis, German Shepherds, Pitbulls. And they're really just sweet dogs. They even have like the small breed dogs, which they're really trying to get um, rehomed. Rehomed, which is like poodles, Shih Tzus, you know, the usual. Yeah. So whoever is listening, if you're looking to foster or adopt, go to Bahrain Animal Rescues on Instagram. Uh, Bahrain underscore rescues. Bahrain underscore rescues. Yes. Is there going to be another uh, mountain climbing? To raise more money or what do you think <laughs> I, I don't know you know it's been on my mind I think it's one of those things that you just have to kind of put yourself I did want to do Everest base camp oh, which wow. is I think it's um it's lower in altitude compared to Kilimanjaro but it's a longer trek so it's not um it's still yeah I think it's my trek was seven days it's five days up two days down and I believe Everest is, Everest Base Camp is uh, 10, 10 or 11 days. So yeah, that was on my bucket list and then Yeah. Maybe in 2021. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for my for her 30th. 30th. Dana, would you join her? You've no way. You like climbing? Sister, do a climb? No, I can't. I just can't rock that. <laughs> like, I will do Ironman, but I know that at the end of my race, I will be going to a hotel 
with running water and AC or whatever I need at the time. I can't do this like hydrated food. Go. No, we never had hydrated food. Don't everything, wash your everything hair was for cooked. two weeks. Everything was cooked fresh for us. We went with an amazing uh, group. Uh, it was called Wild Guanabana. And they work with Summit Africa. And they actually did such a great job with our group. We were about uh, 10 uh, girls from the Middle East. There was another Bahraini girl that came with me. Her name was also Donna. <laughs> And obsessed. Um, I told you obsessed. <laughs> and it was under the guide of Nelly Athar. She is a mountaineer. She climbed Everest. She was the second Lebanese female to summit. Um, she was our group leader. And there were a few people from the UAE that was also there and uh, Egypt. Yeah, Maurice was from Egypt. And it was honestly, it was such a great group. Like, we, we all got along really well, and it's definitely not for, like, the faint-hearted. <laughs> I remember on the first day I got in my tent, it was, we were, we started our climb really late, and it was just torrential rain the whole time because we were delayed, and we didn't arrive until our, we didn't arrive to camp. It was dark, and we didn't know where anything was, and it was the first time I think I was above, and that was 3,000 meters above sea, lo oh sea level. And I'm like from Bahrain where everything's flat. <laughs> and I just got in my bed and I was like, what did I commit to? This is just day one. But it was such oh an God. amazing experience. I was really happy that I got to do it and really happy that, you know. That's pretty cool. Was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you felt very like accomplished that you did it after five days. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely like, you know, you, you reach a point where there's no turning back and you just have to keep going. And there are times that you're, you feel really scared. You see like really steep rocks and you're like, I'm supposed to go up and down those. There's ice on there. And like, yeah, it was, it was exciting. I, I definitely grew a lot in terms of like my fear of heights and kind of just getting used to the bare essentials <laughs> like the trees my heart been pounding so bad listening to you hala the whole time especially like the height and stuff like literally i'm so i don't know how i'm just sitting still i'm shivering listening to you the story of yours kudos it's, it's insane because you even even when you're climbing up it's you're not so there are some mountains that you climb where you actually being uh, more technical, like you'll have an ice pick or you know, you're actually scrambling. Kilimanjaro is more of a trek and you have to go really slowly. Otherwise you can get altitude sickness. Um, we saw a group of girls that were just like, in this, were going up the same time as us, but they were going a different route. And we found out later on in the trip that they actually didn't summit. So it really does, it really does matter how, how fast you go. We did the Mashani route. So it's a slower route, but you actually acclimatize uh, better. And um, you, the, people always say this, you really need to know your why. You need to know why you're doing this because there's gonna come a time where you're in the middle of nowhere and uh, like you're just like when is that what when are we gonna get there like you just want to say like how far are we yet and that's the one thing we were not allowed to ask is how much longer because it all depends on your group and your group's pace and you go at the pace of your slowest climber so it really you would be walking for hours and hours and you're just getting like higher and higher and your breath is getting like shorter and shorter and so you really have to know why you're doing this climb. And for me, it was the animals. <laughs> I was just thinking about Mujda, and Mujda's like, you climbed that mountain. <laughs> I was like, okay, Mujda. But yeah, I, I sorry, I, I climbed uh, Machu Picchu mountain just a couple of months after, and that was a lot more steep. Wow. And I think it took me a lot longer to get down than it did for me to get up. And even getting up, I'm like, oh, so much lunging. So fear of heights is, it's like I just look down and it just 
Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I know I I know that you did a lot of training for this. So the training must have been really hard, but then actually doing it, like you said, on day one, you were like, what did I sign up for? Exactly. It's right. com nothing compared because I don't know, you don't, you like, I've never walked for longer than 10 hours. Like I've never walked, I I've never walked continuously uh, for more than like two or three hours a day, you know, like ever. I, I think I did for training, but it's not the same, you know, cause you're not, you're walking on like flat terrain, even when you're training, we don't really have hills and like steps or things there. It's all like the, the rocks are just shifting. Like as you go up, it's different, um, like different vegetation. It's like, terrains it was so beautiful like, do you guys want to meet our dog? I can't wait to hear about the next hopefully <laughs> yes I want to meet this dog that you guys keep passing around so this, this is Kappa <laughs> Kappa this is one of our rescues this is he's Aww. not from Bahrain rescues he's from a Saluki rescue and then we have um, Bella, who's chewing on Hendu's shoe, right? She's the new Bella, <laughs> the one that keeps getting tossed around. <laughs> who was, who was gifted to me? But she's the. I, I just one second, Hisham. You need to take her out for a pee. I think she might need to pee. We're still potty training her. So, and this is my child, Layla. She's uh, basically she's just like me, but um, a little version. <laughs> Layla, do you love True Active? Yeah. Why do you think True Active is the best sportswear ever? Because it's only for girls. Exactly. It's only for girls, and the girls are the best, right, Layla? <laughs> Brainwash them when they're young. Dana, <laughs> uh, my next question is for you. Uh, these that you've begun, your cycling bees and the lettuce run. Uh, okay. Please tell us more about this. Okay, so basically, um, I've always been passionate about running and cycling. And when I started doing triathlons, actually, there weren't that many female Bahrainis. Actually, there weren't any female Bahrainis. It was me and one other girl who were training. And even in the group of people that I would run with, uh, there were only men, only male, like either foreigners who are female and men. And so I felt after doing Iron Man, I had Layla. So I took a break, like a proper break. Then when I wanted to get back into it, I was super intimidated. We didn't even have any groups that would accommodate to me. Because they would be like, no, no, we're training for Ironman. We're not going to wait for you. You're fat now and you're lazy. And, you know, they, all these, they have amnesia. It's like, no, I used to do Ironman with you guys. And they were like, no, 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 you're not, you're not fast enough. So, sorry, Sada and I, I had children at the same time. So she told me 2016. So this would have been my second 70.3. Um, she was like, let's train together. Since we're both moms, let's do it. We can support each other. If you're slow, I, we will like, we'll keep up with each other. So that's basically what happened. We started going to all these cool places on our bikes, taking photos, and people started telling us, we want to join you guys on your rides. And so that's how Cycling Bees started. And the whole, the whole essence of Cycling Bees, it's to encourage beginners to come, take your first steps to become a cyclist. We're not about like, we're fast, you got to keep up with us. No, we're all about supporting women, 
We're about moms who are getting back into it because that was the gap in the market. There was no one that wanted to help you out. They were like, we're training, we don't care about you. And um, it's, it was pretty sad that, you know, but at the same time, thank God for them because we would have never started cycling bees. And uh, Sad and I started when in January 2017 because Ironman 2016 was in December. So we started in January after we were done with Ironman. And it's been three very successful years. And we've had over 40, 50 different cyclists. Even I remember when Obey and Hill had the Women's Power Summit cycle. I would say 80% of the female cyclists that took in that event started with the cycling bees. I mean, if that doesn't make you proud, I don't know what would. You know what I mean? And also a lot of women, stop shaking. Um, a lot of women uh, have done half Ironmans because they started with the cycling bees. We gave them the tools. We gave them the coaches. We provided nice. them with things to get them to, to uh, further their, their fitness goals by doing Ironman in Bahrain. And we are so blessed and lucky that we do have an Ironman in Bahrain. I had to travel to, to Spain, to Mallorca, to take my bike over there to do an Ironman. We didn't have that here in 2013 and 2012. So we're, we've been blessed. So that was Cycling Bees. Now with Let Us Run, Maryam and I are really good friends. We were together after a Cycling Bees event, ironically. And she was just like, listen, let's do something for women to encourage them to like run three kilometers. And I told her, that's really funny that you say that because, you know, I always organize the Bahrain Marathon Relay. And I always try to get a lot of these women to train, to get people to run three kilometers continuously for this race. And I told her it really makes them proud and it really makes them happy. So we started Let Us Run. Now, Let Us Run is a play on my words, which is I'm so skinny, I only eat lettuce. And yes, it sounds so obnoxious. It's a joke. I say that because every time people tell me, oh my God, you're so thin or, you know, you're so fit. They don't want to put the hours. They don't want to, they don't want to train. They don't want to eat healthy. They just want to magic, thin body, great. <laughs> and there's a, a really amazing woman that I met. Her name is Sonia and she's like an artist. And she told me you can't cheat fitness. And it's true. I mean, other than steroids, forget steroids, but you can't cheat your fitness. You can't, you can't cut corners. You have to put in the hours. If you want a certain look, if you want to have that certain stamina, you have to put in the hours for your body to train it. Simple as that. So we started Let Us Run. It encourages women to come together. It creates a safe environment for women to support one another. And if you can't run kilometers, that's perfectly fine because we give you steps to take you to that level. You don't have to start at that level. And that's been very successful too. And it's been, it's existed for two years now. Yeah. And I know that you and Maryam are doing the virtual race that's coming up. Yes, uh, Maryam and I are both ambassadors for the virtual race, so we're really excited. Uh, this morning I ran 10, so I think I'm ready for the virtual race. So whoever does want to sign up for the virtual race, if you are a female, you can come join Let Us Run. I will start working on a program to get us to that level. If you can't, we will try to push you to five to six kilometers and maybe on the day of the virtual race, we can run all together and encourage one another, but obviously at a safe distance because yes. there's Corona. <laughs> that is so exciting. Um, one thing, so if people want to sign up for Cycling Bees and let us run, do they contact you or the... So Cycling bees, if you have your own bike, you can just attend the cycling bees uh, events. 
which should be Wednesdays at 5 p.m. I would just say DM Cycling Bees to get the details. For Lettuce Run, what you need to do is just follow at lettuce, the vegetable, dot run, and you will get an update. We meet twice a week, Saturdays at 6 a.m. at Medina Salman. So we run three kilometers and then we swim. If you want to, it's optional. I like to swim to just relax my muscles. Um, and then on Tuesdays, we change locations all over Bahrain just because I love looking at different parts of Bahrain. So Tuesdays at 6 p.m., I announce it on Lettuce Run on Sundays. So you'll see a little post. If not, just watch the stories. I know I talk a lot, but there is some information in there. There you go. So anyone who's watching and wants to join, I know I'll, I'll probably join one, uh, one day. <laughs> yeah, one day. No, yeah. you have to give yourself short-term goals. Like, come on, Tuesday. Week. Yes. You you'll, you'll see me there. Can you guys? I think uh, there's a connection lag. You can hear us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, We're okay, just holding perfect. still. Well, um, just before, yeah, I know. Um, well, this has been like a really awesome conversation. It was really nice to get to know you. Um, Thank just you. before we let you guys go, uh, for you. Um, my question is, you guys have been so active since you were kids, you know, that's pretty much ingrained in you from a very young age. But when people reach late 20s, early 30s, it's so difficult to start an active routine if you're not into it. So any advice for those who really want to start? Any motivation for them? Okay, uh, I'm going to answer this one. My advice to you is set realistic goals for yourself. So don't say one day I will do this. Say this week I am going to put in two hours of my time. So for example, what I do is I tell myself in a week I will set aside a certain zero, zero change schedule. So if you are going to want to increase your fitness and put that into your body, like as in incorporate fitness into your regimen, you need to not cancel on yourself because the only person you're cheating is yourself at the end of the day. So don't make excuses. Set really um, near time, Yanni, go, set short-term short -term goals and try to do it for 10 days straight in order for you to have a habit you need to do it for 10 days straight try to incorporate even it if it's your... just like walking for an hour a day yeah. it doesn't it you know it doesn't take that much out of you and you actually end up doing more than you thought but it's just being consistent and making the making that commitment to yourself and making it a non-negotiable uh, because I mean I really struggle with this I always start off i plan my full week and i'm like right i'm gonna do this class i'm gonna do this session i'm gonna do this 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 and i'll start off great for the first two days and then it's like oh i need to answer some emails oh i i just need to stay up just a little longer to do my work and then suddenly i don't want to wake up in the morning to go to that class and my priorities my personal change. priorities change and i stop investing and making that commitment to myself although i'm like but this is work this is important this is my life like i have to fitness can wait it's like yeah but then when your body starts to hurt while you're working because of inactivity then you're just like ah okay i have to set more realistic goals it's not about you know like oh it's not about like you know, a lot of people, when they get into fitness, it's always about weight loss, you know? For me, the, the, the thing that you should really start thinking about the natural process, but um, if you're not doing it holistically, and you're just like, let's say you're only focusing on weights, 
then you need to also work on your flexibility. You know, you need to have like complementary disciplines. And you need to have like non-negotiable hours. I, I have non-negotiable hours. These hours are for myself and I allocate them and I don't care what's happening. The end of the world could happen and I will not cancel. So you and need I to can do attest that. to that. <laughs> I, and she'll be like, we have work and I'm like, I gotta work out. So <laughs> she gets really moody if she doesn't work yeah. out. So yes. at the end of the day, it's your health. You know, you're investing in yourself. What's more important, money or your health? You can't buy your health. Once you lose it, it's gone. But you can work. Work is always going to be there. But your health isn't. So that's how I feel. So for me, my health is more important. Um, someone asked if men, uh, we do have a men's line. Yes, we do. Just don't tell my daughter because she thinks we only make clothes for women. But we do men, we make men's t-shirts, short sleeves, muscle tops, and uh, long sleeves. So do check out our website. Yes. Uh, stay it. motivated, stay safe. Thank you. Say one more hi, please. Oh, I don't know what that is. Love the quality of this video. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, is there anything else you want to ask us? No, I think we ended it on a really awesome, positive uh, message. Thanks awesome. so much for, you know, giving us that positive advice and giving us your time talking to us today. And oh, it's really great getting to know you guys. Thank and you. And hopefully we'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah, thank yeah. you, Melinda. We love you too. And Melinda, actually the English lady who's commenting right now, she started her fitness journey with the cycling bees and now she comes to a lot of our lettuce runs. So, so cool. thank you, Melinda, for signing on. Aisha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, you, you guys are like one of the coolest sisters on the on the island so keep it up thank you uh, you know and uh, <laughs> thank you for having us and giving and yeah. talk about our story we really do appreciate that. I hope of course anytime Just thanks again for talking are you Bye. serious oh, <laughs>